Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Man, uh, I've actually watched the Vikings a couple of times. Man. It's just like a, I know they have a top 10 offense, uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So it's like watching like Dalvin Cook hit the hole and like break for like a 60-yard run. It's like you're, you're saying to yourself like, Look, I want to be blocking for a guy like that. Seeing Kirk Cousins throwing like a, a deep ball to Justin Jefferson. It's like explosive plays happening all across the field um, from anybody who's on the field. Like you want to play in that type of offense. Boys, cheers to three fun days of Vikings drafting. This is Purple Daily here. This is our Vikings draft recap episode. And we're doing this live on Scornorth socials and also on the Purple Daily YouTube page. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. All right, so we can either break down all the Vikings draft picks or we can just laugh maniacally at the latest Aaron Rodgers Packers developments. Your guy's choice. Well, go ahead and tell the folks who will be very excited <laughs> about what the latest development is as Aaron takes in the Kentucky Derby. With an outfit change, too, by the way. Oh, man. So, um, very Declan like. He's got, he, had some, he had some purple on at one point in one of yep. the photos. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. Um, so, I, I'll admit, I went, I went, I saw the Twins were down eight to nothing, and the Vikings had the draft well in hand. And so I started doing taxes and then went to get lunch. So the latest I have seen on the Aaron Rodgers debacle is that he sent a text message to ESPN that said, I'm more likely to show up to my estranged family reunion than I am to play for the Packers in 2021. So, Oh, there's more. Oh, you, you didn't see this? Please, our, our, bu- our buddy, our friend, friend of the show. Can I say friend that? I love to show. say that. Friend, friend of the show, of the show Gerson Charles. Charles Robinson, longtime <laughs> oh, I, friend of Mackie and Judd I from Yahoo that. Sports. He reports, and Charles was very plugged in, yeah. very plugged in. He's aces, yeah. That Aaron Rodgers won't return to the Packers as long as Brian Gutekun serves as the team's general manager. I did see that. How uh, great is so, this? What a difficult decision if you're a Green Bay ownership. If you're but, Bob in Onalaska and you have a Green Bay Packers ownership <laughs> certificate. But here's where it goes. Do we want Aaron Rodgers or Brian Gutekunst going forward? But I don't know. A tough here's, call. But here's where it goes deeper. So, so Packers president Mark Murphy who is 1,000% involved, like he thinks he knows football, right? He for sure had plenty to do with the drafting of Jordan Love. 
He so also like, literally he also literally wrote an article on Packers.com this morning laying out like everything's fine. We've been meeting with Rogers and his representative for oh the last gosh. several months. Oh my god. And and he has expressed his feelings. It's like, dude, Packers did, but he's got that he got that Packers.com byline there, Mark Murphy. So good for him. <laughs> but there is, for him. But so this thing is off the rails. And again, this changes everything. This cha- this is the Minnesota Vikings right now, okay? And I am certainly not Pollyanna purple Kool-Aid drinker. The Minnesota Vikings are the favorite to win the NFC North in 2021 right now, without question in my mind. Like, think about it. Green Bay's a mess. Let's start here, okay? There is what percent chance in your mind that Aaron Rodgers plays for the Packers in 2021 at this point? To me, it is zero. The rate they're going? I think it's zero. 15, because i got to give it some. But, I mean, he is. he'll retire. He would retire on he, them. Yeah, he would retire before he plays for the Packers again, I think, based on all this. He is so vindictive. Yep. He's he's also, you know, he he's sort of showing his true colors a little bit here, too. He's not the best leader. He's much more Jay Cutler than he is Tom Brady in terms of leadership. I'd still take him in purple in 2022. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, come on. So while all that's happening, the Vikings finished their draft. And let's go around the room. We'll give all of our thoughts. We're not going to break down the intricate details let's of every, every single player. player. <laughs> let's grade every but, player on locker room, technique, on the field. But I do have for you their consensus big board position versus their draft position, so we can okay. go through that quickly. But I just want a, a classic letter grade. Three days, 11 picks, no seventh-round picks. Bravo. Rick Spielman, congratulations. Yeah. For... He held true uh, to what he said. Oh, actually, 10 picks within the first five rounds, which is there's just a lot of talent in those rounds. So let's go qu- just quickly, just a letter grade, and then we'll do the full deep dive. Judd? Letter grade for me is a very, very solid B because I don't give A's because you don't know a thing about these players. So I'm going to give them a B. I love the I love what they did positionally, uh, both long-term and short-term. They filled needs, but they also filled long-term needs. I give them a very solid B. I really like this. Dex? A minus. Unlike uh, the fun police over there on the right side, I, I I do give out A's, and I didn't get a lot of A's, so I know what an A looks like. See, I, 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 I know the quality of work that goes into getting an A, and I don't achieve that status. At least I didn't as a student. That being said, um, for them to get Christian Derrissaw, get extra picks that helps them get Kellen Mond, they get a great offensive guard, um, and then on day three, you still found some skill position guys and a running back slash kick returner, and we're bearing the lead here. Zach Davidson, Tight end, oh, punter, <laughs> long snapper. Great head of hair. Great head of hair. I mean, I think that 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 is the you know high ceiling player right there. Forget Christian Derrissaw and Kellen Mond. The story of the draft right now. I mean, Zach isn't Davidson. It, isn't it funny that in the NFL, it, it, it it's never made sense to me that you're three. You've got a really limited roster, right? Fifty three man roster, and and you've got three guys of the fifty three. So mm-hmm. so. What, like 6% or 5% of your roster is just guys who only do one thing. Kicker, punter, long snapper. In baseball, you got guys like Shohei Otani. He's going to pitch every fifth day and hit bombs on the other four, right? So why can't we have why can't we have a tight end that also long snaps? Why can't we go back to the old days where we have an offensive lineman that kicks field goals? Danny right? White punted and played QB for the Cowboys. Exactly. Randall Cunningham once kicked the ball 99 Whoa. yards with the wind at his back and AstroTurf. Go to YouTube, kids. Watch it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited about the idea of Zach Davidson as well. And I'm with Dex. It's an A-. Uh, I, 
maybe I'm wrong about this. The only pick, I mean, I'm not like, like the fifth round pick, sixth round pick, like whatever. Actually, their sixth round pick, Jalen Twyman. So he was 122nd. He's a he's a, a defensive tackle, 122nd on the consensus big board, meaning like 60 big boards all put together for the average ranking. He was 122nd, and the Vikings got him with pick 199. So, so that's interesting. Fourth round is where he he projected to go. Yep, and he went in the sixth round instead. Gotcha. The one pick that I scratched my head at a little bit in terms of value is Chaz Surratt, the linebacker from North Carolina, the second pick the Vikings had in the third round last night while we were still talking about Kellen Mond. So they pick him at 78. PFF had him 101. Consensus board had him 80. And he, I mean, he might play a little bit if he's good in training camp, but they already have two linebackers. So he, I don't think he helps you a ton this season. Uh, so, But that's, that's, that's a pretty small nitpick. So A- minus for me. Fixing offensive line on paper and finding a quarterback that you can at least have hope for in the future on paper and uh, and some interesting upside draft picks that we'll get to as well. So, all right. Absolutely. And I love, um, I think my favorite pick, j- just as far as where they got him and my expectation, um, Wyatt Davis, third round, 86th overall guard, who I think is going to play. I think he will play right guard. I think they're going to move Cleveland to left guard. I was grinding tape, though, today. Like, I was grinding film hard, really, really hard. And Wyatt Wyatt Davis. On Sundays, looks like he might have. Wait for it. A nasty streak. Oh, oh dude. Well, it, dude. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. I don't want to hear about a guard that's nasty because that was the Drew Samia tag. And I bought into that hype. I don't nope. want to hear a nasty turn. I take you back to a guy that wore 76 who was an SOB on the field, and he's now in Canton, Steve Hutchinson, Declan. Okay. And by the way, last thing, Wyatt Davis, his father, is a guy by the name of Dwayne Davis, you might be familiar with his work as an actor in the program and Little Big League. Oh, wait, Little Big League? He was the right fielder. Yeah. Oh, really? I saw a tweet on this, yeah. Yes. He, yes. Interesting. Okay. So, right. he's, got the the, so he's got sports movie bloodlines, is what he does. Saying. He's been in a lot of sports <laughs> films. But, so, it, you know, if I, I like can't him. get actual sports bloodlines, sports movie bloodlines are, are definitely second. the second thing I look for. Fantastic. Absolutely. For sure. Like, if I can get Tom Beringer's son to play baseball for me, <laughs> the catcher in Major League, oh, I, yeah. I, know, I know I'm going to get a team leader, a grinder. Bad knees, maybe, though. you got to be concerned about those <laughs> knees. They wear down. Lay, lay it all on the line. Yeah. I like. And by the way, Wyatt Davis, so the Vikings got him with the 86th pick. PFF had him 61st on their board. Consensus big boards had him 53rd with a peak of 11. One big board had Wyatt Davis as the 11th best overall player in this draft, which obviously is uh, an outlier. But in terms of best value, Wyatt Davis was probably the best value on paper that they took this weekend. So I'm going to butcher the pronunciation here, but is it pronounced Kene uh, Nwangu, the running back from Ohio State? Correct. So Nwangu was was buried on big boards and you know, not even in the top 200 consensus for big boards. And the Vikings na- uh, snag him uh, with their first pick in the fourth round at 119. And I think the initial reaction was, wait, wait a second. Right. Run, running back. What? Right. And who is this guy? <laughs> it's like he's nowhere near the top of the running back draft board. So here's the why. He was the best kick returner in college football last year. He averaged like 29 yards per kick return. Mm-hmm. Now, 
if the Vikings are just drafting, and he runs like a four three, and depending on what you believe, a four two forty. So he's one of the one of the fastest, and also in terms of yeah. other like athletic tests at the pro day. Oh, he's he was like ninety ninth percentile in all these tests, right? He's ex- explosive speed. And so the the question here is: Are you drafting him? For kick returning, which is almost entirely extinct in today's NFL, I mean, you're really averaging like one or two kick returns per game, so doesn't seem like something you would waste a fourth-round pick on. Yep. But here's the other thing. The Vikings, all season last year, as a team, had 69 punt return yards. <laughs> nice. All season. Nice. All season. Think about that. That's oh, I know. It's incredible. Well, they, so can this dude catch a punt and juke and help them in that category, too? I grind. I grinded this one too. I grinded this question because I was Football. I was on my game today. This guy and in fifth round pick receiver from Iowa, Amir Smith Marset, uh, both have unbelievable speed. They both return kicks in college. Neither of them really return punts. So the, the question I think is, can you convert them into punt returners? Now here's the here's the but there. Punt returning is completely different. And you can't have, as we've seen, you can't have a guy that screws up. Like you, like you would rather have Bobby Wade fair catch the ball yes. than try to return it and occasionally have a good return and fumble. I mean, I mean yep. Marcus Sherrill's lasted forever, as much as we joked about it, for a specific reason. Yep. He could do the job. And so, straight line speed is much less of like, yeah. you want straight line speed, but think about all the things that have to happen before you even get to your straight line speed as a punt returner and, compared and guys, to when you're a kick returner. And guys are on you instantly. The point being is if you can work with a guy to turn him into a, a sufficient punt return man in time, that's fine, but it's not a day one job. Like it's not a, hey, just go catch these. That is a recipe for disaster. So I would rather have no punt return yards and no fumbles then some punt return yards and fumbles. But a Sherrill's is the ideal, which is he can do the job, change the field position slightly, and he usually doesn't screw up. Yeah. I Listen, I think once you get to the fourth round, you know, people are going to sit and nitpick like, well, that guy was, you know, 298th on the consensus big board, and they reached for him. Once you get to the fourth round, you've already filled some needs. Like in the case of the Vikings, they got two offensive linemen that could be that could legitimately be starters in week one. Wyatt Davis could start in week one potentially. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I think he will. I know. I think you're. No, I think he's you're right. A candidate, right? Yeah. Kellen Mond. You found that that quarterback hope of the future. Yep. Um, once you get to the fourth round, especially the the Vikings love to look for upside. Everson Griffin, right? Red flags, but upside. Daniil Hunter, upside. Athleticism, freakish. Can you mold him? Correct. So you know, I you know, I could see. Nwangu as a kick slash punt returner, and then a guy that maybe you put on the field once in a while and design some little bubble screens for some swing passes out of the backfield and just get him in space a couple times a game and see what he can do. Not saying week one, yep. but I'm interested in that one. Um, the the pick that I think had the widest has the widest range of could be an epic disaster or this guy could pan out. So Patrick Jones the second defensive end from Pittsburgh. That was the Vikings' last pick in the third round last night. He was the 90th pick, right? So 90. PFF had him 204th on their big board. So so by that, you look and say, oh, my God, they reached for the 204th player on PFF's big board. Yep. But the consensus had him 104 with a peak of 36. So he was like the widest range of, hmm. of people love him, hate him, and, and the Vikings took a flyer on him in the third round. So he's got the one problem. 
His problem is he can't do, basically it sounds like, anything but pass rush. But that's the good thing. 17 and a half sacks the past two years, okay? So, like, they took, I mean, this kid can rush. Um, he's, so he's, I don't, Lance, he's Lance Johnstone, basically. Yeah, which, but, which, by the way, is not a bad thing. Uh, so, so it sounds like if you, it sounds like he's not the type of guy that you're going to have in on first and second down probably, but he could be a third down guy. And considering that the Vikings have not succeeded in, in acquiring additional high end talent, either through the free agency process or in this draft at that position, this might not be a bad thing. And keep in mind too, if you can develop him, so it takes a year or it takes two and he can complete his game more. Yeah. This could be a, a good pick. I I really think positionally. Here's what makes me proud of Rick. I don't feel like he got cute this draft. He didn't. He no, didn't. But, but I mean, he loves. But he loves yeah. to. Like I don't. You know, like today he didn't say. Oh, you know, let's get a couple seventh round. Like this positionally. I, I mean, full disclosure. I know from basically the third round on. Mond, I, Mond, you know a, a bit about because he's quarterback, right? But, like, we don't know jack about the majority of these guys. Mm-hmm. But I know the positions, right? Like, that's why when they take a kicker or punter or long snapper, I'm like, oh, you can get those guys. What are you doing, right? Like, it's not based on I hate Blair Walsh. It's based on why are you taking a kicker when nobody else takes them right now? Yeah. Um, when you look at what he did positionally, this is, I think, as good a draft as he's had at filling – Again, both long-term and short-term needs. I mean, Derisaw can step in and play, and he's probably going to be damn good. I love that. At a quick glance, my my first thought was, okay, 11 picks, only two offensive linemen. Uh, I feel like you needed a couple more offensive linemen in there just to play the numbers game. But the offensive linemen they did draft are high-talent and potential starter guys. And you already have a bunch of, like, depth guys on your roster as it is. I mean, Mason Cole's a depth guy. Um, Dakota Dozier technically is a depth guy. Oli Udo right now is a depth guy. Rashad Hill. So, like, you've got bodies mm-hmm. that are backup caliber players. And, and I think th- they went into this thinking, let's, let's try and get a couple offensive linemen, starting with Christian Derrissaw, that could start week one. And that'll be interesting. So, I was, uh, you and I were both on the Climb in the Pocket uh, YouTube live stream today, Judd, at different times with our buddy Tyler Fornis. And I asked him, I said, I'm a little nervous about two rookies potentially starting on the left side. Like, I don't know if I would start Derrissaw and Wyatt Davis as rookies protecting Kurt's blindside. And he said, I mean, honestly, if you just let everyone compete and at the end of training camp, if you just feel like you've got the two best guys, regardless of whether they've got experience or not, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, We all agree that it probably makes sense to move Ezra Cleveland to left guard. He's yes. familiar with the left side of the line. He has a year of NFL experience under his belt. Yep. And so there shouldn't be it shouldn't be that bad of a transition. And then maybe Wyatt Davis played because he's a he, correct me if I'm wrong. Wyatt Davis played right guard. He did play right guard mm-hmm. at Ohio State. Yeah. So, so that probably it, makes sense, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk about the potential side. Steal of the draft for the Vikings. Okay. Oh, I want to talk about the there, there's a potential side here, and he was drafted today with pick one twenty five. He was talked about as one position, but Rick announced him as another, and it got cleared up eventually on the kids' conference call. Cameron Bynum, who played four years at Cal. And now keep in mind, the Pac-10, Cal, I think, only played four games last year, okay? So, like, there wasn't a body of work much for this kid in 2020. But he was a cornerback, incredibly smart, but not gifted with speed. 
So it seemed like sort of a, is this like a Zim pick or what? But Rick said when he announced him, safety. And Bynum cleared it up that he is going to be moved to safety. Well, speed becomes a lot less important then. Mm-hmm. Speed's not the the top asset then. What is? Is your smarts football intelligent? And this kid sounds like he's super intelligent. I think this might be the side because I think this kid might come in and compete or will compete from day one for so, a starting job. And mm-hmm. and keep in mind, too, here's the nice thing. Playing by Harrison Smith is a huge plus for you because he's going to help you out. This was a Mike Zimmer special all the way. So on the surface, again, just looking at the consensus big board, he was 178th consensus. Vikings took him 125th. So on the surface, boy, that's a reach, right? You're reaching consensus 50 picks for a guy that has speed questions at cornerback. But Mike Zimmer clearly looked at him and Rick Spielman and said, nah, he's not a cornerback. He's a safety. Even though he's maybe he doesn't have the experience at safety, we view him as a safety, and so it kind of throws the, the consensus big board rankings out the window. This is more of a creative imagination Mike Zimmer-type pick, just like Kene uh, Nwangu from Ohio St- uh, Iowa State, the running back. It's just like, all right, all right, this is a guy that we probably could pick later, but we just want to make sure we, we have a vision for this player in our system and our ecosystem, mm-hmm. and um, we'll see. We'll see. Dex, what are your what are your thoughts here as we sit here and spew our our takes as you as you look through these eleven picks? Uh, I I think Spielman did a dang good job. I think what you guys said of him not getting cute. All right, so we didn't take a punter. Well, we actually might have found our punter in a tight end, which is just awesome. Like oh, that that's is a, that's, that's roster, vintage roster well, efficiency. That's yeah, that's efficiency. manipulating the roster, man. I love that. No, I, I I think in general this this was it. This was a pretty solid draft. They were able to do a lot of things that that we wanted them to do. Some people want make maybe wanted them to take more offensive linemen. At the same time, I'd rather just get probably like the best guard available, which which that which they found in at the Ohio, from the Ohio State and then a Christian Darius is going to side on the left tackle like you're basically going to have two plug and play rookies I understand there's some trepidations that look that's a big ass to protect Kirk Cousins blindside but you found skill position guys you found a, a, another great tight end I think this is a win and you have another defensive end here who reminds a lot of people of Daniil Hunter which is a guy who's an athletic freak and our guy Randy in Cottage Grove he was wrong on the on, on the selection spot. At the same time, he said that he will make this. The Vikings will make that pick. So, congrats to our guy Randy. Wow, congrats. Randy and Kajgo just and he and he nailed the trade back in the first round for an offensive lineman. But he didn't know. We didn't know that Christian Derisaw was still going to be there. But to nail Janarius Robinson is. Uh, that's quite impre- the feat. It's actually That's more impressive, impressive to nail a fourth round pick than a first round pick. Yeah, yeah and I did, think didn't Absolutely. he nail? Didn't he nail a seventh round or sixth round pick a couple of years ago too? I think so. Yeah. I think he did, which is absolutely off the charts. Yeah, yeah. The, the man puts in his work for sure. So let's talk about um, the, the guy that you said, Phil, looks like a bit of a reach. Uh, Chaz Surratt, the kid from North Carolina, who, by the way, if you go to ESPN.com right now and watch the breakdown on his film, which I did today when I was grinding more tape, um, all the breakdown, him a quarterback. He was a southpaw quarterback there. For two years, got moved in 2019. Going through the scouting reports, there's an indication that they that scouts think that he could actually step in weak side linebacker starter day one, which means he's not playing in passing down. So that's not like full time. Uh, nonetheless, an interesting prospect, and he's probably too slight right now. But 
athletic-wise, I think he's really good. And this does seem, to, to go back to what you said about Bynum, this seems like another potential Vikings-Zimmer special of a guy that they can take and mold fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. And oh. play him, but I mean, again, a start being the being a starting linebacker as the third guy, like you're not on the field constantly. That seems like a, a transition. And then if he develops long term, potential replacement for Anthony Barr. Yep, yep. I mean, Chaz Surrett, uh, Nwangu, and then Cameron Bynum all sort of vision picks by the Vikings here, right? They have a maybe it's a reach. But they saw some things physically, and and they have a vision for those guys on the team. And with those types of picks, you can sit there and say, "Yeah, but it was a re- it was still a reach." Or you can say, "All right, well, Mike Zimmer had a vision for Anthony Barr, and that was a reach. And maybe Barr hasn't panned out the way that we thought after his rookie year. But Anthony Barr has been a multi-year starter at a high level, and he's gone to a bunch of Pro Bowls. Yep. And and offenses have to scheme for him, so." Uh, maybe that was a reach, but Mike Zimmer ultimately was right about Anthony Barr's fit in his defense. Yeah, and big difference, in my opinion, in a first-round reach and, like, a fourth-round reach, third-round oh, yeah, reach. Absolutely. Like, totally. like, this whole thing of, I mean, how many of us, by the time you get to that round, really know? Um, and I think they did a really good job, again, to say it, positionally, for the most part, of holding yeah. true to where they needed to improve. Yep. Like, if this had been a collection of we're taking a long snapper and we're taking a kicker and now we're going to take eight defensive ends, I'd be like, why? What are you doing? Yep. This, this to me, holds way more to what they needed. And you you know what? Potentially here, Darisaw starts. Surrett starts at least at some point. It, it might not be day one of 2021. Wyatt Davis, I think, starts. Bynum might start. Like, they got guys that could probably step in and help immediately. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, overall, when you take the draft, everything we've seen the last three days, and then you take free agency, are there some things that I personally would have preferred to to be different? A couple things here and there, but the totality of the last couple of months, the Vikings and Rick's, led by Rick Spielman, have done a really good job making this team better. And if they can stay healthy, and especially if Aaron Rodgers quits on the Packers, this team's going to win the division, and then it just comes down to, all right, how honed is it? How healthy can they be? Are the excuses gone for Kirk Cousins, and can he rise up in some big moments? It kind of seems like right now on paper, a lot of the excuses are gone, and I think everyone needs to get comfortable operating under some pressure this season to win some games. Like, Let's not be afraid to put Super Bowl contention pressure on this team. It's been 60-plus oh, yeah. years. It's time to win one. It's time to win one. Like let's let's not be afraid to put that pressure on this team. Slogan for the Vikings for 2021 to me it's very simple. No more excuses. They're all gone. The offensive line should be good. The skill position guys are great. Like there's no debate there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Defensively, defensively for the most part, Zim got everything addressed that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Right defensive end might not be perfect, but if Hunter's back, like the defensive, the interior of the line, linebacker, um, defensive backfield, Patrick Peterson, there are no more excuses. And, and Phil, I agree with what you said last night, which, I, which is I think Rick is totally safe now. I think it's realistic, though, to think that Mike's job could be in jeopardy if they don't win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Like this to me strikes me as now once you win a playoff game, I know it gets tougher. And I don't I think if they win a playoff game, Mikey is safe. 
Um, but I think that I think going in the pressure on everybody, including Kirk, is you need to win at least a playoff game and 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 get off to a good start. Yeah. Like it's no more four weeks of oh, I'm struggling a little bit here, you know, boys. One one of the big keys though is like we talk about you know how what can they do in the playoffs. They haven't been good enough in the regular season to give themselves a chance to do damage in the playoffs, right? And I get that there, there's an extra game tacked on here. I'm going to use I'm going to use records from the 16 game schedule, but when you go nine and seven or ten and six or even eleven and five, that's not good enough to play a bunch of home games inside U.S. Bank Stadium in the playoffs. Like when you, if if your goal is to win a Super Bowl and you're going to be playing. Divisional round and 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 uh, championship weekend round games in the playoffs. Do you want those games to take place at Philadelphia, mm-hmm. at New Orleans, at Seattle, right, at Green Bay, or do you want them to take place inside U.S. Bank Stadium, where you have a decided edge and crowd noise and energy in your favor, right? So, from that perspective, what's your path, roster depth, schematically, to score as many points as you can in the regular season, to in- instead of winning ten games? Go win 13 games, right? Like, that's what it takes to win a Super Bowl. It starts with the regular yes. season. And and to do that, in the games that you're talking about, take the kid gloves off the offense. Take the, Let them pass the ball a lot. Use Dalvin Cook differently. Like, if you take – if you look at what it takes to win in the regular season, a dynamic offense goes – a long way. Now, once you get to the playoffs and Super Bowl, it changes, and I get that, and that's fine. You know what? Once you get there, game plan, totally game plan. But philosophically, in the 17 games that you're going to play to hopefully get to the playoffs, you need to now acknowledge that your offense is a finely tuned group. And I think the indicator of that is one thing: the goal should not be yards. The goal should not. I, I don't care about your yards. The goal should be you're going to be top five in scoring. Mm-hmm. The Minnesota Vikings in 2021 should be a top-five team in scoring. That's the only stat I really want to look at. Yep, yep. Uh, by the way, thank you to everyone who's hanging out with us right now here on Purple Daily and everyone. You guys helped us set a record on Friday night, and then we almost – we almost we, we set the record for the most people simultaneously watching a live stream of Purple Daily last night. We had a, a couple thousand more people who watched the whole thing on Friday night, but this has been a record-setting couple of days for Purple Daily – it's been a record-setting couple of months for Score North, Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, The Scoop with Doogie, Royce Unchained. So thank you guys. We appreciate you greatly. This has just been a super fun community of Vikings fans. You can help us if you're hanging out with us here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Click the like button and click subscribe so then we in turn can get you daily Vikings entertainment. You can also subscribe to the audio version of Purple Daily if you're out and about and you're on the go or you're in your car. Uh, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com anywhere you find podcasts for Purple Daily. So, boys, any uh, we're going to be talking about this all week on the show, too. Declan's doing Ventline tomorrow night. But any final thoughts from you as we've summed up the Vikings 2021 draft or final thoughts on the team going into the 2021 season? In the fifth round, the Vikings made a draft pick that should make both of you boys very happy. <laughs> very happy. Amir smith Marset, the, the kid I mentioned who played for the Hawkeyes, wide receiver. First of all, Phil, he's a speedster. He's got the speed. So this is what you were sort of saying. Get a guy that's got great speed. He's got great speed, okay? Mm-hmm. Declan, this could be the replacement for oh, yeah. your guy, Chad, BB, and BC Johnson. This kid might be the third guy. So both of you guys, with one fell swoop, 
Rick Spielman took care of both of you guys by getting a wide receiver with great speed and who could cause Chad Beebe to probably be claimed by, my guess, the Buffalo Bills there so he is. could play for his dad's team. That's my thought. Oh, and I am very excited on Monday's show to to go way more in depth in depth on Kellen Mond, which the more I look, the more excited I am potentially. I think our messaging from the tweets I've gotten today is a little bit, I think people are a little bit confused by what I think in particular, but perhaps you too, Phil. Uh, I'm really excited, though, to talk about the future of the quarterback position without bearing Kirk Cousins at all. Yep. But very excited to talk about the quarterback position and where I think it's going and why this is the first time in a long time that, like, I think the future, there could be something very cool here. Yep. that The word hope, I think, at that position, th- 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 this is a no-lose situation for 2021. If you're a Vikings fan and you're watching Kirk Cousins, root, root, root for him to play at his peak. And if he does, maybe the Vikings can get to the Super Bowl, right? But if he doesn't, Last year, when, when they were 1-5 and five and he's throwing interceptions against the Falcons, you look to the bench, you're looking for hope, and Sean Mannion's sitting there <laughs> holding a Microsoft Surface Pro, watching the film, right? And now, when you yeah. look over to the bench, there's going to be a guy that probably only has like a 20% chance to be a viable starting quarterback, just based on previous, the 20-year the, the history since 2000 of, uh, of quarterbacks drafted after the first and second rounds. Uh, but you know what? You got to you got to take those swings. You got to you got to exactly. place those bets at that position, and it is a good bet to have placed. And if you believe Chris Sims, who's been out on a limb, Chris Sims was all in on Josh Allen when people weren't a couple of years ago. Uh, Chris Sims can be very boisterous, but he has nailed some quarterback takes where he's on a limb and no one agrees with him the last five years or so. And he loves Kellen Mond. He had Kellen Mond as the fourth best quarterback on his board this year ahead of Justin Fields and Trey Lance. So just another love another it. feather in the cap of the Kellen Mond trade decks. Yeah, or I love it. Pick, I should say. I love it. In, in in a perfect world, he doesn't touch the field. In a perfect world this season, that's the thing. I think a lot of people think that, oh, they drafted him, and now this is what you guys want, Purple Dealer. You're going to get Kirk Cousins exiled right away, and you're going to be wanting to start in week four when they're one and two. You know, it's just, it, no, in a perfect world, the Vikings go, you know, 13 and four. That's right, 17 game math. I did it. Uh, and he doesn't touch the field. So that's, that is the uh, ideal plan for Kellen Mond. He's a project. Let him yep. sit for a little bit. Yep. Yep. All right, boys. Great fun, stuff. Fun, guys. Great stuff. Thanks, folks. Fun, uh, fun set of shows here over the weekend. And Absolutely. thank you guys again for, for being part of this. And thanks for TCL for being our presenting sponsor. TCL, enjoy more of what you love with TCL. All right. Um, I'm going to wait a couple hours to, to pop the bourbon back open. I don't like to drink bourbon on back-to-back nights, but we'll see. Maybe maybe oh, wow. a little celebratory Good on bourbon tonight. Good Declan, Declan's like, I just always have bourbon. Yeah, I just Declan's always. like, I'm drunk right now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> My recycling's already full from last night. I am, I am on water, though, right now. It's, so, it's, it's, fi- it's 5 o'clock. I'm pacing myself a little bit. Is your body I- rebelling against you for that? No, not at all. I, I, woke, I slept in, had some coffee, had a scone this morning, walked down the street. It's a beautiful day in the Twin Cities. Oh, this I've had was three a great cups day. of coffee or four. Dude, by the way, D- Dick Bramer at the beginning of the Twins broadcast today, they're highlighting you know, it's the perfect 80 degrees. And he said, I, I, I said this to you, Justin, during the commercial break, only half-jokingly. The Twins could sell 100,000 tickets today if they could. If they could sell 100,000 tickets today. like Pump the brakes a little. That was pump pump the the from Sid's old, old line about, you know, the Gophers could have sold 100,000 tickets <laughs> for the Iowa game if they only had 100,000 seats. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. All, All right, boys. boys. Good stuff. That's a wrap on this Vikings draft recap episode. 
of Purple Daily, and we'll see you guys. Dex will see you guys tomorrow for Ventline, and then we'll we'll uh, keep the train rolling all throughout next week. And the schedule release on May 12th, so Ooh. another fun two-week stretch here for uh, for Vikings fans. See you guys. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 2. I could see beyond the Black Hills and the way they called for exploration. I could feel the air, the way it paints against skin and fills hungry lungs. I could hear the way the water ran for miles and the way the bison grazed, the way our boots meet the earth as we step past expected. I could imagine my time in South Dakota, and I wish to go back, because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.